Welcome back to the 5-7 Podcast. It is I, Mike Salinas, joined once again with the P, the R, the E, Pre. What's going on, brother? Not uh, not much. Just here on this lovely Wednesday night on the cusp of March Madness. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is what it's all about for you. Oh, you know it, my man. I plan on being fairly intoxicated by 1 p.m. tomorrow. You know, I saw IU go from 12 to 2 to out of it so it's uh it's pretty depressing yeah yeah i i had no uh when they went on that pretty bad losing streak you had told me about i was uh i couldn't believe that i knew they kind of pretty much doomed themselves after that point <laughs> yeah they did but yeah man let's dig on in today i know you had some stuff on your mind you want to get off and uh let's hop right into it so we're going to talk about nepotism today and for those who don't know what nepotism is it's when um you're in a position uh, of of power in an organization and you pretty much give like your children or family member, you know, just a straight up job or, or help for, uh, f- you know, for nothing just because they are who they are and they're not qualified. So recently it's come out that um, Lori Laughlin and uh, Felicity Huffman are in quite a bit of trouble because there is this huge uh, college bribe scandal going on and it's like okay you know is it is it really a big deal and and it is because um there's a lot of other people that are involved too it's a very very big suit but there i mean there are some notable celebrities that that are involved and what they were doing was was that they were paying off uh they were giving um tons of money to you know certain individuals or kind of certain charities to to allow their kids to go to college because, well, their kids are too dumb to get in anyways. So uh, I think Lori Laughlin gave like 500 grand to USC so that they could, uh, they could say that their daughter was on the crew team, which is the, I believe like the rowing team. And, and then since she has a, you know, sort of like a scholar, like an athletic uh, type of role that she can go to school. And there was probably some other kid that was more deserving uh, that could have been on that on that rowing team. And in Felicity Huffman's case, they straight up uh, they paid they paid uh, like like a proctor so that when their daughter took the SATs, I think she scored a one thousand, and then he fixed it so that she she ended up she ended up scoring like a fourteen twenty. And then Bruce Isaacs, Isaacson paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. For his daughter to go to US uh, UCLA, and uh, she went on to the onto the US UCLA soccer team. I think the coach got a hundred grand, and and I don't know where the rest of the money went. But uh, so she's on this team, and they actually said that it was one of the best recruited uh, UCLA like college soccer teams ever. Like, and they had five they have five members from I believe the the U S national team <laughs> and she was on there and they're like, and she was just absolutely horrible at, uh, at soccer. And, but it's, I mean, the point, not the point isn't that you know, how bad or good she was at soccer, but it was that, you know, she got paid to get in. So, and if you really think about it, there's a lot of other people, you know, say wow. alumni that go to colleges and then they're like, yeah, I'm going to make a, a donation to the school. Oh yeah. But by the way, my, my kid's going to be coming to college. You know, that stuff happens all the time. You know, you see these donations that are made to colleges by alumni and their kids just happen to go to the same place. Do you think that falls in line with, with the same thing, Mike? 
I don't. <clears throat> I mean, I don't because uh, I think that's pretty out in the open. Hey, they just donated a library that is, uh, you know, benefits four point five million dollars, and it goes to the school, and it's actually benefiting more students. I think they've earned the right to send their dumbass kid to the school. I mean, this in this case is more selfish. I mean, they're just trying to help themselves and nobody else, and they're actually eliminating a spot from a deserving kid. Yeah, they said that some people, I, th- I believe it r- ranges from 200000 to $6.5 million of, 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 of payments wow. made so that these kids can go to school. And if you really think about it, man, imagine, okay, say you're a celebrity, okay, and or you're somebody of importance or you just have a lot of money and your kid is, you know, <laughs> your kid can't, can't get into college, you know, by merit. So you, you, you want to pay to get them in. And you pay six point five million dollars to get in. How many college educations can you pay with that, man? Man, quite a few, I think. Uh, it, it depends where you go. I mean, I could probably get about eighteen kids into Devry. <laughs> you might be able to get two hundred kids. I might be able to get three hundred kids into Lincoln Technical Institute. We can all be working on cars in no time. And Becky, you bitch. <laughs> can you can you believe that, man? And they have they're they're showing like uh, little things that she said on social media where she was like, oh, I. I can't, I can't believe I paid so much to send you to school or something like that. And you know, her daughter was like a, her daughter was like a, um, like a YouTube personality, I believe. She had like a million followers on YouTube. What's the big deal? You know, what do they need to go to college for? Obviously, you know, they're, I mean, if you've got a million subscribers on YouTube, you're probably making money off of that, aren't you? I mean, they're making probably decent money off of that, aren't, aren't they? Yeah, I think once you get to a hundred thousand, that's when you start collecting some cash. I don't know how much, but um, yeah, I mean, a million you should be getting something. I mean, your school's paid for, so you don't you got to worry about room and board. I think you're okay over there. I like the fact that my boy Jim Carrey comes out and starts starts slamming them all on Twitter. What do you say? It's not only Lori Laughlin, Felicity Huffman, and their kids, but all cheaters who will eventually receive a failing grade. All cheaters who will receive eventually receive a failing grade kind of a little backwards there, but he's, he's checking everybody every chance he gets. And he's kind of funny sometimes about it. Yeah, he does. He's been like, uh, I think been doing like these paintings of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> Have you seen any of those, man? Yeah. I'm looking at one of his paintings right now, his little drawings. He's, he's losing it. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> he is. He is. The Illuminati must've got to him, man. There's something, something going on with him. Something, there's something in the yeah. water. It is. Jeez. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's entertainment. Whatever he wants to do is, is cool, but I, I like the way he's come out and talk a little shit. What's like, your, what's your, what do you think about nepotism? You know, like, what do you think about like, okay, you know, there's one side of the story where you could say, hey, you know, it's your company. It's a free world. You know, you could do whatever you want. And then, and then on the other side of that, it's like, yeah, but what about everybody else? Does it have to be, does it always have to be about everybody else? You know, if you own your own business, you could do whatever you want, but but at the same time, what if you're, what's wrong with helping family? You know, I, I, I kind of see both sides of it, man. You know, especially in the area we live in, the steel mills are very prevalent around here. People that are getting in the steel mills is because they know somebody. Their their father works there, so they got him in. Their uncle works there, their grandfather, and that's kind of their way in. BP too. Yeah. It's, all, it's like BP, the oil companies, you know, the steel mills. That's kind of your way in is by knowing somebody. And I guess maybe there's a, that's, there's the old idea that, if it's a hardworking person that's commendable, you're going to hire their children because you're assuming that that hard work is passed on. So what do you do? Like, like, how do you feel about 
uh, you know, just straight up giving somebody a job because they're, you know, your cousin or somebody, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I think it depends on the situation, man. I'm not totally against it and I'm not totally for it. That's usually not usually where I stand in the middle of things, but yeah, I usually like to pick. That's why I'm really curious. I like to pick one side or the other. Well, if I, I know. Well, if I have to, I'd say I'm, I'm totally against it then. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, people say, I get you in here. I get you in there. We need more minorities here. Go fuck yourself. I don't want you. You don't need me. So I'll say that I am against it because you know what? Some of the people just don't have the same drive that the generation before us. How about this? Let's say you've got a, we'll give you two situations. Say you've got a kid, you know, he's just out of, uh, out of high school or we'll say he's out of college. Right. And you know, you've got a really good friend and he's like, Hey man, can you do, can you do me a favor and, and get my son a job? And then you meet, you meet his son and this kid is completely just doesn't give a shit. You know, and he was like, whatever, man, you know, like, Hey, my dad told me to be here. I'm here. You know, uh, where's the, uh, where's the cafeteria at? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, how would you, how would you deal with that situation? Even if like his dad was a really good friend and, and you knew that his, his dad really needed it. Like, what would you do? Well, I'd assume his dad would have came up to me and not asked for a favor, but he would have said, can you, Hey man, can you do me this solid? <laughs> I assume if, if he's this kind of individual, that's probably how it would have sounded. And I'd have to honestly tell him no. I'd have to tell him, I think your your son is pretty worthless. You probably need to get him squared away before you uh, bring that guy into my company because he's actually going to do more harm than good. And I'm not here to give anybody any special treatment. I'd be like, and look at your work ethic. You're a piece of shit yourself. How dare you? How, how dare you even? Yeah, how dare you even fucking ask this favor? You know, you're fired. Too. Yeah, just for even asking to get his son, uh, his son a job, you, you pink slip him too. Another guy. What do you got? Another guy, and he's like, uh, you know, he's he's a hard worker, you know, and but he's just down on his luck, just hasn't been able to get anything. What would you do? And he's the same situation. He's like, my son really needs this job, man, for his kid, or yeah, yeah his his kid really really needs it, man. His kid really really needs it. He just doesn't have a job. Like you know, he's a good worker. Yeah, man, I, I guess it depends if there's availability. He'd, act, he'd actually have to legit apply and he would get an interview and that would be, you know, I think that's the opportunity he would get. You know, he would definitely have that. You'd make sure that he got, he had at least got to the, to the interview process. Yeah, to the interview portion. Yeah. And that's about as far as I'd go with it. You know, if people would say, man, you know, if the people that interviewed him, they said, you know, this guy really, he was pretty terrible. He wasn't looking me in the eye. He didn't, he wasn't prepared, didn't dress properly, didn't look like he really wanted this. Then I'd say, you know what, we gave him an opportunity and he failed then. So there's not much more we can do here. Yeah, I'd give him, I'd give him the opportunity of, of the interview. And, uh, and maybe I'd even talk to him on the side and just to see where he is, you know, maybe he's intimidated, you know, when you're, when you're, when you need a job and, you know, you're looking to get in somewhere, you know, you don't want to come off as desperate, you know, and then at the same time, you don't want to come off as nonchalant where you don't really care. I, I will say for a fact, as far as in my own career, I've never seen anybody that w- that was handed a job be good at it. <laughs> like ever. It's never been, it's never happened, man. People that I work with that got a job because they knew somebody or because, you know, they were a family member of somebody. They were always pieces of crap workers. I've never, not one has been that stands out to me as a good worker. And I'm talking, and I'm talking about some of my close friends and I, and they know who they are. Stop doing it. Yeah. It just, it, it just kind of, it just kind of like really upsets me, you know, that there's so many people 
that have student loan debt, you know, like people who, who really worked hard, you know, who did it the right way. And, you know, they're trying to, to get further in their careers and in their lives. And they're, they're, they're crippled with this student loan debt. And you've got these other people that are paying these exorbitant amount of monies just to get them in, you know, and they're getting in on no merit. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why these people didn't just cough up some more money and build a library or do some like significant donation to help more students out more opening for 20 more students that can get into the college. And in turn, hey, you know what? You've actually earned a spot for your kid to come to because you're helping others do that. Increase, increase like the, the, uh, like the freshman class. Yeah. What if you increase how you do, you donate something to actually improve housing. So we can now dorm 20 more students by doing this. Sure. And that's actually help, helping the school out immensely and giving more people an opportunity. So therefore, your kid, yeah, your kid can come. I think it makes sense, man. I mean, you're you're doing this much for other people. Sure, bring your kid in too. Where does that? Does, what if that starts a precedent though, so that every celebrity is like, oh well, all I have to do is donate, you know, twenty million, and then my kid gets into college. You know, next thing you know, like, so what happens after that? It is a precedence. I mean, that's why every hall, every dormitory is named after somebody because it's been going on forever. I mean, they've been doing this stuff. The problem is these people are being cheap about it. Sure. And they're only helping themselves and not others. Good point. How dare you, Aunt Becky. Uncle Jesse's going to whoop that ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when that red light's on, so he's not recording. He's whooping some ass in the basement. You know, that recording light. You know, dude, I, I never watched the show, man. I never. You never watched that show? Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, I've watched like a couple episodes, but I was like, no, this, this show freaking sucks. And then, and then they and then they brought it back on Netflix, and I was like, "That God, it was it was terrible the first run." I'm not even I can't even believe what it's like now. I watched that show for a little while, and every show they always hit that like somber music. Like, oh no, oh DJ, oh no, and, and she'd run out the room, or one of the kids would run out the room sad, like, uh, "I'll never be any good." And um, I, I, always, I always seen that. And then like they always got their way or, you know, they had like a nice little talk with the father and they're like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. make it work. You know, you will have that dog after all. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try that shit. So one day, man, I got into a fight with my parents like at the kitchen table and I was like, ah, I was like, I'm leaving. I threw a plate, a couple of tacos at, on the floor, man, before I can even get like three steps out the kitchen, I'm getting like hit with shit and getting my ass beat. <laughs> That does that does not work in reality, man, or at least in a Hispanic household. See, Full House did nothing for nobody then. It, it got it got your ass beat over there. You know, I lost you know maybe sixty minutes of the show of my life that I'll never get back. <laughs> did you see this? Did you see this full worm moon live stream? No. You know, they, it's like every day they're like, "Oh, this is going to be the last time we see the wolf blood moon." In five years, and then it's like two days. It's like a a month later that when the next full moon comes. This is the last time we're gonna get the blue eye moon in eight years. You know, it's like, <laughs> I know how many of these phenomena are there? You know, how many can there possibly freaking be? You know, it's like every it's like every full moon. It's like, oh my god, if you look at the moon today, it's it'll never be this big in like twenty years. And then it's like, you know, three months later, they're like, if you look at the moon today, it's not going to be this big in like four years. This is the last time you will see the sun. Till the next 24 hours, because this is the longest day in history. Like, oh, oh, okay, thank you. Like the solar eclipse thing, that was, uh, I didn't I didn't see it, but that was pretty cool. They're like, oh. Now, can you really, 
can you really go blind from looking at that stuff? Yeah, I, I believe you can. I mean, is there any? You, you figure somebody's got to be on YouTube doing this. Yeah. Right? Like, ah, God damn. They showed, uh, they showed President Trump trying to look into it without any glasses on. That's hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah, they say it's a really, really bad idea to do it. Like, you can cause uh, significant eye damage to your eyes. I kind of want to try it. They showed it in, uh, you know, they showed the footage at uh, in Champaign at U of I when it, when it happened. And it was pretty cool. Like, it was like night four, you know, like a couple minutes or something like that in the middle of the day. But at the same time, that's kind of creepy, don't you think? You know, especially after watching Berserk, you know, when they, sh- when they show that eclipse. And if you don't know, Berserk is an anime that is uh, that's really uh, really cool. If you want to check it out, Berserk. The guy's got a huge sword, and I'm. It's not a porn. It's not a porn either. This is a real one, real sword. But do you think it's made? What if it's a conspiracy? What if you did look at it, and then you're able to see through walls or see through clothing? I mean, I don't think you'd be able to shut off powers if it was real. Oh, that would suck. I mean, if you really think about it, that would suck. I mean, because if you're, well, say you're trying to read something that's written on the wall, but you can't because you're looking through it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of like the give and take. That's like the Cyclops issue, you know? He can't even look at anything without blasting somebody's head off. Yeah, but he's got glasses that, that negate that, though. But we're saying, like, there would be absolutely, there's, yeah, there's nothing to negate, negate the x-ray vision. And you're trying to watch TV, and you're just seeing through everything. You just sink through everything. You could see right to the center of the earth. Yeah, you actually have to be, you'd be seeing through your eyelids. So you couldn't even sleep. Oh my gosh. Oh, no, well, if you have powers, wouldn't your eyelids be like the one thing that stops the power? Maybe. I don't know. That's, it's interesting. <laughs> That's usually the case. I mean, at least in like comics and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, Cyclops, his, his lasers are being stopped by his, uh, his uh, foreskin eyelids. The paper-thin eyelids are, are blocking these freaking beams that are blowing up tanks. He's got something. The, his eyelids are made out of something that negate his powers. The fuck are they made out of? <laughs> no, there's like, like his, like biologically, there's something like about them that stops his, that stops the, the eye beams. I, I guess there's always got to be something. I'm sure there's a backstory to it somewhere. We can dig that up. There is. I, I'm, I'm surprised that I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of upset with you right now. You don't have that in store. What about like what if what like what if like yeah like Wolverine's powers where you can just heal yourself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's cool, but like after you live for like 300 years, wouldn't you be like, okay, I'm ready to freaking die? Do you know what I mean? I'm tired of watching my family die th- three times over. Can you imagine that, man? Dude, I wouldn't want to be that guy. Yeah, me either. I mean, I'd like to automatically heal myself, but. I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be Wolverine. I don't think I'd want to be any of them. Really? Yeah. I think Magneto is pretty cool. Yeah, I guess if you have control on it, you know, if you don't like, if you're not like having like, you know, things like spoons and like forks that are just coming at you all day long, like, oh, yeah. shit, man, I gotta figure this out. Yeah. Having a hard time. <laughs> you know, my car just—I can't drive my car right now because I can't. But you get wouldn't to need it to. The door you wouldn't off. need to because you can fly. Yeah, because that's how you want to go to work. Hell yeah, dude. If I could fly, that'd be freaking awesome. And I'm not talking about like Superman flying. I'm like talking about like you're like levitating and like a magnetic ball over everybody. What if what if flying made you smell? You know how like when guys ride bikes, like uh, guys that ride motorcycles. Like you smell like the outside? They get to the, they get to the party and they smell like a bunch of trees. <laughs> they, smell like, they smell like grass and like hay and sweaty ass. Yeah, that's one bad motherfucker. And then he pulls up like, man, he smells like fucking like fawn and, and ginger root. <laughs> what is fawn? 
I think it's like a it's like a do or something a do, like that. Like a, a, a do. <laughs> what, 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 the high, what, what kind of a do? I think it's uh it's something that deer like to plan or deer eat. <laughs> Some sort of hibiscus. It's only it's only grows like in the where the in the deer regions where they are more prominent. Are you making this up as you go? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's okay. gonna, gonna quote this and be like, in some paper, and I'm gonna get in trouble. Somebody will, man, and, I, and I'm gonna laugh about it. Yeah, man, I can't. I was over here at this place. This guy said I smell like fawn. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's some sort of northern hibiscus, I guess. You didn't heard that shit before? It grows in New Zealand or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> fuck. Oh my gosh, dude. But yeah, I think you did arrive, you'd smell. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah, but when I okay, I had a Jeep. Did I smell when I when I drove my Jeep? Yeah, every time. Really? No, because you're in the car. I mean, you didn't. No, you didn't smell like outside. I mean, we don't. I mean, shit. I was in the car with you. So yeah, I, I, I guess if, maybe you get a pass though. Do you get a pass? You know, it's like oh, he's got a Jeep. It's all good. Or it's like oh, he's he drives a motorcycle. It's all good. He does. It's sort of like the the smell is like negated. So that at that point, you don't even smell. I don't think so. I mean, do you get a pass if you if your farts smell like shit? Well, my God, the guy had beans for sake. Leave, leave him alone. But or it's like oh, okay, that's understandable. Yeah, it smells like rotten hell. Okay, I'll I'll give him a pass. Wait, we gotta talk about this real quick about this this toilet toilet etiquette. So, for those of you that uh, that aren't, aren't aware, I'm jumping we're, as we're talking about um, taking going number two, taking a. Poop. I can't believe we're talking about this. I got I got to talk about this. So we got a text from a buddy, won't name his name, Carlos, and <laughs> he tells me some. <laughs> he said he said he was taking a, a a poop in a public restroom. He was taking a shit. Guys take shits and girls take poops. He was taking a shit in a public restroom. And, and so he doesn't flush it when he poops. So he's just letting it sit in there and get nice and soft and soggy in the in the toilet water. And he said a guy walks in and you can hear him say, Jesus Christ, man, throw some water on that. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he laughed about it and he shared it with us and he says, he texts us. And I, So what did he do? Yeah, I, he didn't tell us what he did. He just asked us, do you guys flush it when you guys are, are pooping because. Oh, that's right. We should find out what he did. If he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then, or the guy walks in and he's like, hey man, throw some water on it. And he's like, fuck you. And then, and then there's nothing. <laughs> so then the guy's got to take a shit and, it's, and it smells terrible. <laughs> or if he does what I would do, I'd say, hey man, that's not me. <laughs> so, so, then, so then the guy gets like some kind of like, you know, he's like thinking to himself, did he just lie to me or is it really somebody else? <laughs> So then he goes to another stall and bangs on it. Hey, throw some water on it. <laughs> so that guy takes it personally. You know, he's like, hey, don't ever bang on my fucking stall again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then Carlos is sitting there with this gigantic smelly shit that he took. Unflushed, unflushed. Or maybe he did. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this whole, this whole, so this whole Q&A, Q&A began because he's like, all right, what do you guys do when you guys are are taking a public shit you know do you flush it as you go to help eliminate the smell and i was surprised to hear you guys say that you guys don't you guys like to uh let it sit let it let them suffer i put it i i put it off to somebody else i'm like hey it's not me dude if somebody came into me it came into the bathroom like hey man why don't you have, give me a courtesy flush over there i'm like it's not me bro 
It's not me, dude. It's this other guy. Hey, Brent, why, don't you, why don't you pee on that thing, will you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I flush every time, dude. I flush, I mean, I flush usually uh, six or eight times. Oh, so you're one shit. of the sick fucks that likes to feel the water hit his ass after he flushes it, right? <laughs> no, that's why I like to work out my quads and I, I do a little. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like standing up. So you got like those shredded fucking quads because <laughs> you're sitting there in the in the modified sit position. It's leg day every day. I got some big ass quads and like some little ass uh, calves. <laughs> well, I think that's a I think that's a good place to uh, to leave off there. You got anything else, Mike? Yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed that one. And Carlos, I hope you listen to this one because you're a sick fuck. Mm-hmm.